0: Good morning. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. Rosh Hashanah is coming. And that means something extra special this year because the coming Jewish year starting Rosh Hashanah 5782 is a Shemitah year, a sabbatical year, once every seven years. According to the laws of the Torah, farmers in Israel may not plant or work their fields during this Shemitah year. Whatever grows on its own, like fruit from trees, for example, is free for anyone to take. And what grows on its own is subject to Kedushas Shavius, which means the special sanctity and holiness of that which grows in the land of Israel during the Shemitah year, and we are required to treat it in certain specific ways. The Torah says in describing this year, Shabbos, Shabboson, Iyeh it is a year of Shabbos. We work the land for six years, the seventh year, the land rests. We refrain from agricultural work and concern about ownership and possessions in order to focus on holiness and spirituality throughout society as we on an individual basis do every week, working six days and resting on Shabbos. Shemitah, all of Israeli society, works for six years and then rests and engages in more spiritual activities in the seventh year. It's a huge topic, many levels, many aspects. We will be discussing this often and at great length. Today, I want to share just one small piece, which is actually just an introduction to a fantastic story I want to tell you about what Torah leadership should be the kind of character refinement our authentic Torah leaders should have. So, in the modern period, starting in the early 1800s, the question arose for the first time in centuries how to observe Shemitah today. And the Jews who were living in Israel at that time were extremely impoverished they were living under very harsh conditions and observing shmita fully if you're a farmer and you go a whole year without planting and without being able to harvest and earn a living and to sell your crops it would literally at that time put lives in danger so they turned to rabbis for guidance and There were two opinions expressed by the greatest rabbis at that time. One opinion was a stringent opinion. The law of Shemitah applies, as the Torah indicates. We must observe it, even if it means suffering financial ruin and having to rely on receiving tzedakah, charity, from outside of Israel. That's one opinion. And the other opinion was a lenient opinion. And it said that we are allowed to rely on a heter mechira. That means the leniency of selling the land of Israel to a non-Jewish person for the year of Shemitah. Because just like many of us sell our chametz to a non-Jewish person before Pesach, so the idea is if I've sold the land, to a non-Jewish person. The law of Shemitah does not apply to that non-Jewish person and therefore the produce that grows on it is fine. There are many sources to this debate, many different lines of reasoning. There are great scholars on both sides of this debate and we will be discussing this in much greater depth later on. Clearly, the question is does the current situation pose a sufficient difficulty to rely on a leniency? As we've discussed concerning COVID many, many times, Jewish law is sensitive to extraordinary circumstances. And for example, a threat to life, a threat to health, a threat to Financial ruin, these are all subjects that Jewish law takes into consideration under certain circumstances to perhaps allow lying on a leniency, a lenient opinion. But of course, it's got to be done very carefully, making sure that the correct criteria are being applied. The scholarly debate continues up until today. The Heter Mechira, the sale of the land of Israel, is done by the chief rabbis of Israel every seven years, including this coming year. And in fact, the actual sale will take place in just a few days from today, because for technical reasons, the way the sale is done is it starts three months before the Jewish year begins and it continues three months after the Jewish month has ended. So it's actually selling the land for about a year and a half. So that will take place within a few days organized by the chief rabbis. But in addition to the scholarly debate, which is very important and very interesting and very complex, it has become much more than that. It is a major fault line in Israeli society, in Israeli religious society, between those who accept the hetero the sale of the land of Israel, and those who don't. And it aggravates tensions between the two sides. And it's not only relevant in the land of Israel. The dispute affects all produce from the land of Israel that is exported. So that means it affects what guidelines we will have for Kashrut during this coming period. And it will certainly affect any of us who hopefully will be visiting Israel this year. And I hope to visit Israel this year with God's help. I encourage you, if it's at all possible, to be able to visit Israel sometime soon. Anytime we visit Israel, it's a fantastic experience. But during the Shemitah year, visiting Israel is extra special. But, unfortunately, the dispute over the hetter Makhira can be bitter. And it has become a major way that religious Jews define themselves as either for or against this leniency. I will share with you later my own opinion and the reasons for my opinion. It's not relevant to what I want to share today because what I want to share today is a remarkable story. Now, I heard this story from Rabbi Herschel Schachter who himself is a model of one who is an absolute expert in every area of Jewish law, while at the same time has an outstanding level of character refinement. He exemplifies courage, bearing responsibility for answering questions affecting life and death, and he is always sensitive to the needs of others. And he told the following story. The story is about another great rabbi whose name is Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach. He lived in the previous generation in Israel. During his lifetime, he was widely known as the greatest halachic authority in Israel. So there was a man in Jerusalem who ran a school for girls, a girls' seminary in Yerushalayim. And before each Shemitah year, he would go to Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Orbach, the greatest authority of his time, and he would ask the following question, which opinion should I advise my students to follow? Should I advise them to be stringent, or should I tell them it's okay to rely on the leniency He's responsible for these girls who are in his school. He wanted to know what to tell them. So he went to Rabbi Shlomo Zaman orbach and every time he asked the question, every seven years, Rabbi Shlomo Zaman orbach said to him, tell the girls they should be stringent. They should not rely on the heter mechira. And this man would re-ask the same question every seven years, even though he knew what the answer would be, but he considered it respectful. Shemitah is coming, and I want to ask the question to show my respect and to be able to speak to Rabbi Arbach. And so every seven years, he come ask the same question, and every seven years, he would get the same answer. Finally, one Shemitah, he asked the same question, and this time, Rabbi Auerbach said, tell your students that they can rely on the leniency. So the man asked him, he said, Rabbi, what happened since the last Shemitah that you changed your mind? Every seven years I ask you this question. Every seven years you give me the same answer. I mean, the halakha didn't change. What? Why are you giving me a different answer today? And Rabbi Shlomo saman Auerbach said, what changed is that since the last Shemitah seven years ago, my wife passed away. And if I tell people that they can comfortably rely on the leniency of hetermechira, some who oppose that opinion vociferously, they'll break my windows. So he explained as follows. He said, I am a posik. I am a halakhic authority. People come to me to ask questions on Jewish law. It's my job, he said, to bear the consequences of what I decide. And if my opinion is unpopular with some, even if they are vociferously opposed to it, that's a consequence that I willingly bear because I take responsibility for the decisions that I reach. But I couldn't impose that on my wife. As long as my wife was alive, in order to avoid any consequence of my decision that she might suffer from, I ruled stringently in order that no one should cause difficulty that my wife might suffer from. Once she passed away, it's only me. And I'll suffer the broken windows. And I will say what I think the correct ruling is, and that is to rely on the hetermechira. That is Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach. And that's what it means to be a true, authentic Torah leader. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.